just wanted to share with you. Good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us tonight, our first show, live show in 2022. And I have Dr. Smita uh, agreed to be the first guinea pig for 2020 year, for the 22 year. And, and I'm so thankful. Um, I met her uh, through a, another friend in Richmond, Virginia, uh, Carol Louie. And so I have the pleasure of having uh, Dr. Smita on the show. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? please, Dr. Smith. Yes. Um, uh, first of all, I'm really honored to be the first guest uh, on the show this year. Uh, thank you for that. And um, secondly, I am a past life regression therapist. I was trained by Dr. Brian Weiss and Dr. Linda Backman in past life regression and between life soul regression modalities. Um, I'm also an artist and a um, arts educator, and I have a doctorate in education from the University of Illinois, Urbana, and uh, I'm really happy to be here. Um, I am a mother of two girls. I'm very active in our local community as an activist and a volunteer, um, so really clued into my world here inside and out. You know, I'm so thankful that you brought up being an activist because I, I think that's really important to talk about in 2022 because, because of what's happened in the past couple of years, it's really important that we all come together and create something very special and, and not let that be, a, you know, something that just went by the wayside and not learn from it. Can you tell our uh, listeners what you learned from that whole experience for yourself? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I mean, all of us were witness to, we've been witness to what has been going on. Um, it's been two years. I have actually not seen my parents since 2019, and my parents live in India. Um, so there's a lot of family and friends I haven't been able to meet in person. But what has happened is I feel our connections have grown deeper. Uh, the heart-based connections have gotten deeper because we were forced to not meet uh, people we love. And so we ended up connecting with them a little bit more, uh, even though, uh, you know, online or via phone uh, or Facebook. So I ended up making a whole lot of new friends because of COVID. And my community has grown incredibly. And it's just been an, a, a time of going within, but also a time of going deeper and connecting deeper with the community. Um, so, yeah. Oh, man, I, I totally agree with you. I, I had the pleasure of meeting you at one of Carrie, uh, Carol Louie's uh, uh, 
was I guess a little symposium or something. I, I don't mm -hmm. know what she called it. The reincarnation symposium. Yes, exactly. And and it was a nice group of people there that was there. And, and I would have never met you guys if I'd not gone to that. And it was it's a great way to connect with other human beings that are like minded. That's the weird thing. Even though with COVID and we've been shut down, we've been able to connect and we were like mind. And, and that's one of the things I'm noticing that the connections that are happening are with folks that we really can deeply connect to and not like have the surface level sort of connections. Uh, because, you know, in the past you could go out with folks and you could party, you could do things. And now you can't really do any of that. So when you do connect with somebody, it is at a deeper level. Um, Carol and I actually met for the first time in December, just this past December, but uh, we just got to know each other early uh, in 2021. Wow, that is really incredible. And then I met you at the end of 2021. Right. And, and here we are today doing the show, which is really incredible. And just let me say, I'm sorry that you haven't been able to see your parents. That's got to be disheartening. Well, thank God for Zoom and these other, you know, uh, audio video <laughs> uh, ways of, of connecting. Um, at least um, I am able to talk to them on a daily basis and I'm able to see how they're doing. Uh, even if I'm not able to actually be there with them. Uh, hopefully soon, hopefully this year, I will be able to do a trip to India. That's my hope. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you too as well. So you have a business there in California. What's the name of your business? Uh, it's called Kinder Way Healing. It is a small home-based holistic healing uh, business. And um, through this business, I offer past life regression therapy and also um, spiritual mentoring. And, you know, if somebody wants a Reiki healing or an Oracle card reading, I do all of that. But I would say that it's mostly uh, soul regression therapies, which are central to the work I do. And what what does that look like? I mean, what what exactly does somebody do and, and how does that progress? So if, if somebody's interested in doing that, how would that go about for them? Yeah, so they just have to reach out to me. I have a website, uh, kinderwayhealing.com, or they can reach out to me through Facebook. I have a Facebook page also with the same um, name, Kinder Way Healing. I have an Instagram account also called Kinder Way Healing. So there are different ways to reach out to me. My email is kinderwayhealing at gmail.com. Just email me. I'm a very one-on-one -on -one person. Um, so whoever reaches out to me, I connect with them, you know, in person and uh, figure out what's the best way to work with them. And uh, um, we then decide what is uh, what kind of regression therapy to do with them. There are a few different kinds. And because everybody comes with a different issue. And uh, the beauty of 
past life regression or soul regression, as I call it, is that it allows for um, people to release blocks um, that come from different things. You know, sometimes it's past life, sometimes it's uh, present life experiences they may have had at some point. Um, it's always a block. It's either a health issue, it's a relationship issue, um, or, you know, a job-related issue. Um, there are all these different kinds of issues that people have, and uh, pretty much everything can be addressed through soul regression work. So is that soul regression work? Is that like like lifetime therapy? Like if you're going to a counselor and you're working out issues that way, or is it like, um, would you just go a couple of times and then the blockages are released? So, yeah, you don't need to be doing it your entire life. Um, it totally depends on your issue and it totally depends on um, uh, the client. I never tell a client that, hey, you, you might need another session or you you know, you need to sign up for a second or third session. Um, they always know. It's actually, it involves bringing them in touch with their soul and with their guides. So they begin to get information directly from their own soul and their guides. And their soul and their guides, if they have been able to connect really well, will let them know if they need more than one session. Uh, I, I do have some repeat clients, and then uh, I have clients who are pretty happy and satisfied with one session with me, and it's all good. <laughs> I got you, but you even take it a step further and join them in their their deep state, and you're walking with them. Isn't that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, and this is something I found during my training, but I did not really believe myself. Um, enough at the time. I When I found that, when I took them into, um, through the process of hypnosis to say a past life, I found I could see and hear pretty much everything that they were seeing or experiencing. And initially I thought, hmm, this is interesting. I am seeing what they're seeing. Uh, but really, are we seeing the same thing? But then they would tell me what they were seeing and I would get confirmation after confirmation of that. And then um, I started to feel a little more confident about what I was seeing. Um, and the great thing about that is I'm able to be with them in a way where, where they can let go of you know their fears and everything, knowing that, that I'm there with them. I, I hold that space for them. And mm -hmm. uh, once we have received whatever they needed to receive uh, from that situation, that past life, um, we are then able to move back into this space here and discuss the takeaways and the lessons learned. Wow. So how long is like a session with you then? Because I mean, that sounds like a lot right there. Is that like a half day session or? 
<laughs> well, it depends on what kind of session they choose to do. So a past life, a typical past life regression session would be about two to two and a half hour long session. Um, I do advise uh, everybody to kind of take it easy rest of the day because many folks haven't been to that space before and it's going deep into your subconscious and once you open that door sometimes there's more information coming through and so you just want to take it a little easy and not you know fill up your day with different activities but really take it easy so you can allow for that information to come through um also the guides connect with you a little bit better and uh, you become more aware of them. So um, an open communication happens between the guides and the person who undergoes the process. Um, so that would be about two to two and a half hour long. And if uh, people just want to meet their guides, then I do have a special session, which is about an hour long, uh, where you could just meet your guides. And you don't really go into a past life. You don't really, you know, uh, go into any specific space to clear or heal anything. But you uh, connect with your guides and you start receiving messages from them. Uh, so that would be um, the shorter sessions. Uh, the longest session would be a between life soul regression. So that um, is like accessing the time between two lifetimes and wow. that involves the deeper hypnosis and that session is uh, it, it runs about four to five hours long right wow i can imagine i was like i knew that one had to be like half a day right there in itself yeah. and and it's and so you can, you're able to do this not just in your clinic but you could do it with somebody over zoom or the telephone or mm -hmm anything like yes that, absolutely yes and you know this is one of the things we found during covid um is the ability to do these sessions successfully over zoom um or you know even facebook uh, uh messenger actually with the audio video on um we found we as in i think the community of hypnotherapists all of us found that these could be successfully done over zoom um, and the great thing is that we can record them and send them to our clients and oh. so they have access to their sessions that way um, so there's a lot of benefits to that actually yeah i would think that being in the comfort of your own home and going into a deep meditation for this type of work to, because you do need to go deep when you're doing this type of work, mm -hmm. like being the comfort of your home and feeling uh, safe and secure. Because I know when I went to have my first past life regression back in the 90s, like I was not comfortable at all you know, sitting in somebody's office in a reclining chair and it's just very uncomfortable. But I love the fact that Zoom has allowed us to come along and say, hey, you can stay and lay in your own bed and do this. And it's going to be, you know, you can feel comfortable. Yeah. And, and really let go. Yeah. Of the and, the, and the other great thing is that 
Yeah. And the other great thing is that, you know, in these sessions, people can easily get up and go use the restroom. And, you know, when they're in their own space, they're really relaxed. They know if they need to use the restroom in the middle of a session, they know where to go. You know, they just it's just so easy um, to do these online. So we have a question from one of the listeners that they want to know what's the difference between past life and in between life regressions. Uh, so uh, in a past life regression session, uh, it is understood that all of us have had several lifetimes, several hundred lifetimes. Um, and so sometimes there may be something traumatic, for example, something really traumatic that may have occurred in a specific lifetime. And the trauma just kind of stays with you. The, the, we call it soul impressions. So those impressions get carried from lifetime to lifetime um, unless we've actually done some inner work to release them. And uh, when those soul impressions get carried, at some point in a particular lifetime, they become either disease you know, somebody might get cancer or or they become a big block in your um, success. So um, what we do is through um, hypnosis, and it's not a very deep hypnosis. It's kind of a light trance state. Um, I would take you back into that past life where that event occurred face that event, we would release the pain and uh, whatever um, psychological tra trauma that we experienced um, during that event, we would release it. And then when we come back, um, it's kind of released from our system and the block gets released pretty magically. And I've seen the magic happen. Um, and the person can move forward in this life. It's just an incredible process. So that would be uh, what a typical past life regression uh, would entail. Um, I do wanna clarify, what I practice uh, is hypnotherapy. So the therapy bit is a big part of it. There are hypnotists who can take you to a past life just to figure out what you were, what kind of life you had. It's it's a little more sort of like a fun uh, trek back into your past. I don't really do that. What I do is the therapy bit where if somebody's really having a hard time, uh, we go look in their past to see what may be uh, uh, stopping them from uh, feeling good and moving forward in this life. Uh, so that process is about two, two and a half half hour long. Now, in between lives, what happens is the, the, the goals for both processes are different. In a past life, you go back into a past life to clear something. Between lives is really meant only for those who want to know their soul's purpose. Why am I here? What have I been doing lifetime after lifetime? Um, it's for those who have the strong feeling that they are here to serve in some way, 
um, or that they have a purpose, but they don't really understand what this is. So they want to connect with their soul. They want to connect with their counsel, uh, with their guides in a much deeper way. And that entails going back into uh, that part of this multidimensional uh, uh, universe, uh, going back to that energetic dimension where your soul resides um, and meeting with your council and uh, then the council provides you with information on what you really um, do as a soul and, and what is your purpose in this lifetime and through different lifetimes that you have lived. So that process uh, involves going into a past life and when you die in that past life, um, that's when I take you off earth and into, uh, you take a journey to uh, the, the specific energetic dimension where your soul goes back to when it dies. And uh, then you meet your loved ones often who have passed on. Uh, you meet your guides, your counsel. Uh, some souls here are from other planetary uh, realms. They're from other star systems. They go back to the part of the universe they call home. And uh, it's a very emotional, uh, a very heart-wrenching and emotional meeting usually, uh, but very profound. And uh, it does take that much time about four to five hours. And wow. then once they have received all that information, we come back into our body, we come back to earth and uh, take those messages and, and those messages then guide us um, in moving forward uh, with our journey. Yes, and, and that's one of the big messages I keep getting this year is moving. We gotta move forward. We gotta keep moving, get up and move do something, you know, just like uh, Dr. Smita is an, an activist in her area with the earth. And, and we all need to take that practice. But I wanted to ask you a question about going in and the in-between life stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you talked about the elder council. Do we all mm -hmm. have the same elder counselors or is that they're all different for everybody? They're all different. Um, they're all different for everybody. And uh, um, I would like to bring in uh, some of the research that uh, I've studied, uh, which is done by Dr. Michael Newton, the late Dr. Michael Newton, uh, who wrote extensively about between life soul regression. And he was a pioneer in the area. And then his student, Dr. Linda Backman, who's my teacher, um, and uh, Linda Backman's taken uh, Michael Newton's work forward because she uh, has found more information on, on how the councils um, work with different kinds of souls. So each soul who is here, uh, say to serve a purpose, uh, a larger purpose, perhaps who is serving here as an activist, um, 
they would go back and meet with their council and their council may be made of one or four to five people or, or energetic beings. Mm -hmm. These energetic beings uh, would either be ascended masters. They will be very high level energetic beings. They would be ascended masters. They, they would be uh, folks who, who are present alive on the earth and you know them or you may not know them, but they're alive and they're doing their work, but you just didn't know that they were on your council. Um, and um, I know souls who have one, uh, just one ascended master who is right. guiding them. And I know souls who have more than one. Um, the councils are very interesting. They are never lovey-dovey. They no. don't express any emotion. <laughs> if you've had one, you would know. <laughs> um, they they would. Um, they are very matter of fact. And, but then uh, uh, their love, you know, is there. You don't doubt their love for you. Right. Even though they don't express any love or emotion. <laughs> so um, they often uh, wear emblems. If you have, say, a council of four, they would somehow be sitting, seated in like a semicircular mm -hmm. um uh, you know, either standing or sitting or just energetically hovering there, you know, people have, have expressed all sorts of uh, ways. They've described their councils in all sorts of ways. Um, and then um, if, if there's four or five, they would all be dressed almost exactly alike. Right. Um, and so there would be an emblem or something they might have, and that would be the 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 emblem that you carry it's almost like a like your stamp or your badge and uh and that's um always very meaningful and uh so there are souls as we have found who do not have a council and these souls are extremely high uh, highly energetic souls. They are either from the angelic realm or they are souls from other realms uh, where uh, their um, level, the, the level of um, their frequency is so high that they don't really need any guides. And in fact, they are guides to others. Right. So there are souls like that as well. So when so they cross the, over, they don't even have people waiting for them or anything like no. that. They just go and and then they decide they they're going to come back and if they are going to do it or whatever. Right. I've, I've heard about that. Uh, me personally, I better have yes. a bunch of people waiting on the other side for me. I mean, yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like you have had a, a, a you've experienced a, a between life soul regression is that right well sorta <laughs> i was um I, this happened when i was a teenager i was out in my backyard on a swing and i was playing a trumpet and i got into a zone and then i saw a council of about 
five elders and they were at a straight line table and they looked at me and they said, mm -hmm. you weren't supposed to come back that quick. That was the message I got. So I, I have so a feeling I'm in trouble. <laughs> I, I, I already got the feeling I'm in trouble when I come back over on the other side. So I'm not in a hurry to die anytime soon because I'm going to have a little preaching going on when I cross over. Yeah, they can be a little preachy. Yeah. But, but they're also, they don't hold you, you know, it's, it's not like you're held, uh, you know, like a prisoner or a culprit or whatever. You're not judged at all. You, you, you are guided that, well, here's what you could have done, but guess what? We have another lifetime waiting for you <laughs> that you can go back to and, you know, you get another chance. <laughs> so I, I wanted to talk about blockages. Um, are most people's blockages something that they have from a past life or is it lineage blockage or is it a combination of the two? It's it, it can be anything. It can be a combination of uh, the two as well. And uh, I can give you a really good example um, of somebody I work with recently um, just last month. And uh, this person uh, went back to a lifetime and saw his grandfather and turned out it was him. He was his own grandfather. Wow. And, and his grandfather had passed away before he was born. So he realized that in that particular lifetime, um, he was trying to follow a very uh, rigid sort of, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, how the masculine in our society has been forced to work within a very rigid structure. Mm -hmm. So he was just doing what he thought was best for his family, but obviously it wasn't because he wasn't really working from his heart. He was just following what the society expected of him, but he was able to see um, how that affected the next generation and the generation that came after, which is him now in this lifetime. And it helped him see why his father turned out the way he had turned out because he always had issues with his father. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and he was able to see all of that and realize that he's gotten this chance to come back and and stop that cycle that was going on in his family. Wow. So it was really powerful. And that's how you can actually clear something that's been going on in the lineage, you know? Um, and now with past lives, I have so many examples. I work with somebody uh, who was born in a particular part of India and they had lifelong um, issues with their throat. Um, so this woman, she had to take um, antibiotics almost every year mm -hmm. annually, like because she, uh, she just, 
had constant throat infections and she couldn't understand why. So when I regressed her, she went back to this lifetime where she was a freedom fighter when the British, you know, were colonizing India and there was this group of freedom fighters that she belonged to um, and she was caught by the British. We went to the scene where she was caught and she was hanged to death. And that's where we saw her issues came from. It was the hanging. So we went there, we cleared that trauma out and she really hasn't had any issues. That is so amazing. Um, so again, a really thankful. Yeah. Um, another time somebody came to me who had um, issues related to his kidneys. So he was in pain. He was going to go in for surgery uh, because the doctor said, well, you have kidney stones. And uh, we went into certain past lives and found that he was carrying guilt from certain past lives. And the guilt just kind of sat in his body, uh, moved lifetime to lifetime with him. We cleared out the guilt. And in, I would say within 48 hours, he had passed out the kidney stones naturally. He never had to go in for the surgery. So that is great. It's, it's powerful. Yeah, it is powerful. Um, and and what one are- more example that I can give. Last year, uh, uh, somebody I worked with, and it was during my regression, while the regression was going on, that she got an email from a company that she had wanted so badly to work at, but she hadn't received, you know. And uh, she had kind of stopped hoping she would ever hear from them. She heard from them during the regression. Wow. She couldn't believe it. And now she's working at that company and um, doing well. That is awesome. Do do you ever find that like certain um, conditions for people like heart issues or something like that. And you go into past life regression might've been like a broken heart or, you know, lost a loved one that they never got over or anything like that. Oh, it looks like you lost me, didn't you? Cause you're, you're frozen there. Well, it looks like we're having a little technical difficulty people. Well, let's see if it'll come back live here. Um, I, I missed that, Sandy. I think the connection is a little bit problematic. Yeah, it it goes in and out sometimes. Uh, so, uh, my, my question was, is like a certain type of ailments, is there a commonality between people, like maybe a heart condition? Could that be like a broken heart from a past life Mm -hmm. or something like that? Do you find those commonalities in, in your past life regressions? Yes. For sure. It's either that. So if we just look at somebody with heart condition, uh, there's two things to look at. Has this condition been um, present in the family uh, as a genetic condition? Or is this something that just this person, you know, has developed? 
um, if it is genetic, so they've had a few more people in the family with the same condition, then it's definitely a familial issue. It's a lineage issue uh, where the heart ch chakra hasn't really been uh, used uh, and and there needs to be a, a heart opening that needs to happen in that family. Um, or if it is just that one person who has developed heart disease, you know, that could be because of um, a past life uh, where they may have experienced a heartbreak. Uh, a lot of women with breast cancer, you know, um, mm -hmm. when they go through a regression, we can see the, the connection between, um, you know, heartbreak and breast cancer. Um, wow. So, yeah. That is mind blowing. It's, it's, it really is. Mm -hmm. So the women that you go through with the past life regressions with breast cancer do are after they go through a regression, are they healed of their cancer? You know, not necessarily. Um, but they have a deeper understanding of it. They have a deeper understanding of why they have that ailment. Mm -hmm. And once they come to terms, uh, you know, with, because a lot of times when people get a dreaded disease, um, the question of why me, right? Why, mm -hmm. why did this have to happen to me? Um, I've done everything right in my life. So why am I suffering? These are some of the questions that come naturally to you if you if you develop one of those, you know, dreaded diseases. So at least if that question gets answered through a past life regression, um, then you have a better understanding of what your soul went through and why it has that ailment. And when you come to a deeper understanding, something in you gets cleared out and you you can then gain strength to, to face what you're facing. Um, I, I think even that helps in your recovery. Yeah, I would think that would too. And that's, course, yeah. That's, that's a really and, beautiful thing. And one of the thing. things I do want to mention, yeah, is uh, one of the things that Dr. Weiss taught us, um, which is really powerful, is how to talk to your ailment, um, you know, again, in a hypnosis session, how to talk to your ailment as a friend and see why it chose your body. And it's, it's a powerful way of uh, connecting to the ailment and figuring out why it exists. Oh, I like that. You, you, Dr. Uh, Weisman, uh, um, Dr. Brian Weiss, tell me what it was like to go and be in a classroom with him and learn from him because he's amazing. Oh, he's an incredible soul. And he, I think he has changed so many lives around the world. Um, my my connection with him is definitely from past lives, and it's a, it's actually even beyond lives. I have no doubt about it. Um, 
because I talk about how I was trying to overcome my fear of death and his book, uh, Many Lives, Many Masters came my way. And the more I read his work, the more I uh, was able to get rid of my fear of death. And then, you know, when I was guided uh, to go into past life regression therapy um, as something I could practice to help people, um, I could only think of going to him for my training. And uh, so I signed up for um, my training with him at Omega Institute. And a month before my training with him, I started to get visions in which he was training me, but not here, not on earth plane. We were somewhere else in another realm. And um, he was teaching me stuff I totally got, you know, in my visions, but I would wake up not <laughs> remembering anything that he told me. Wow. Um, but... I just had a sense that it was going somewhere inside. I was absorbing it uh, because once I got to Omega, I found that I totally knew how to do regression work. Like it just flowed out of me uh, during the practice sessions and being there with him um, was just otherworldly. Like he's like a sage, you know, and he he's so loving. And I feel that the, the people who go to him to train with him um, become a part of that circle of love and they have a deeper understanding of love. And there's really incredible healing that happens in his training. So I went through a really deep healing when I was training with him. Um, so yeah, I can't, I can't say enough about his presence and, um, the beauty of his soul. Uh, just, he's just so beautiful. I was also reading something about you, uh, and twin souls and twin flames. And I was wondering if you could share with our listeners what that's about. Yeah. So, um, so sometimes a soul, and this would not be a normal soul. So just letting you know that I am obviously not a normal soul. And it's not not like an ego-based thing at all. It's just who I am. That sometimes there are certain souls um, who are present on earth in multiple bodies. And... These, there are differences in, in what kind of souls would come here in different bodies. So pretty much all twin flames or twin souls, and I use these terms interchangeably, although I'm aware that some people feel there's a difference between the two, um, but twin souls and twin flames are one soul that is present in two different bodies and they are present in polarity. So if we look at any soul, as such, any soul has no gender. A soul is actually neutral. Mm -hmm. um, but 
within the soul, there is a perfect balance of, um, of masculine and feminine polarities. And, you know, I shouldn't really say there's a perfect balance always. Sometimes a soul may be a little more feminine. It may have a little more feminine vibration um, versus a masculine. Uh, but in twin souls, the, the polarities are really beautifully uh, balanced. And, but when they take the human avatar, when they come here in human uh, incarnation, they come separated in masculine and feminine polarities. And this is what differentiates a twin soul from another type of soul that may also be present in multiple bodies where they are, they're present here in multiple bodies, but not in, in the polarities. Um, so then one wonders, well, why would a soul be sent here in the, these two uh, opposing polarities, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason is that for them, um, it is to bring to balance the masculine and feminine polarities on the earth plane. Because here on the earth plane, um, the feminine has been really uh, brutally suppressed. And the masculine has also had to work under um, really rigid, you know, kind of a, a situation. So there, there, there's an understanding that for Earth to ascend, the polarities need to come to a balance so they can finally discover divine love. And a foundation of divine love can be created for, for the new Earth. And so they are sent in these um, two bodies. And when they meet, Sometimes they meet, sometimes they don't meet. Sometimes they are um, only one part is sent here. The other part helps from the energetic plane where they are at. Um, it, it shows up in very different ways for each twin soul. So some souls, um, they come here as twin souls and they work the balance out by interacting with each other. Some work the balance out uh, by not interacting with each other. Some work the balance out by one of the souls being here and the other part being in the energetic plane. So I'm not sure I'm explaining this really well, but basically a twin soul is very deep, deeply connected um, they are deeply connected because they are actually one soul that shows up as two. And they are totally devoted to each other. They are always working um, on serving the earth. They're always working to bring the polarities into a balance. Now let's look at say another soul, which is not a twin soul but it is also present here in multiple bodies. And we have those souls here as well. What would 
differentiate them from a twin soul is that they're not really working on balancing the polarities between the masculine and feminine. And so they don't even have an awareness of each other. You know, so one part of your soul may be, say, in India, you know, playing doctor. Another part of your soul may be in Finland, you know, being an athlete. And so the only reason for you to be present here in multiple bodies is to grow exponentially as a soul, you know, but they're not here for any big specific purpose. And that's, that's my belief versus a twin soul who are here really for a very specific purpose, which is to bring the polarities to a balance. So we have, you know, the feminine um, uh, coming to balance with the masculine. So would um, they have the same birthday in the same year, these, these twin flames? No. No, no. In fact, uh, uh, most do not. Because, you know, our soul really does not uh, work that way birthdays and um, birth times and years are all meant for uh, earth. Um, and, and, you know, as a soul, you don't really follow time the way we do on earth. Right. So they don't have uh, those conditions. In fact, in some cases, twin souls are several years apart. They may be 10, 20 years apart, you know, um, because what they do is when they come on earth, they break the set patterns of relationships. And so why would you want to break the set patterns is because all the harm that's happened uh, within relationships has happened because those patterns have gotten set, you know, like, oh, somebody from one religion cannot marry somebody else from another religion or somebody who, who's uh, 20 years older um, um, you know, and their, and their twin soul or their loved one is, uh, 20 years younger would be looked down upon by the way we have created our society. So a lot of these, um, uh, you know, barriers that we have created to experiencing beautiful love is what they, these twin souls have come to break down. So we can move into the area of more unified love, more um, non-judgmental space for love to um, grow and uh, happen. Yeah, the judgmental thing, though, is really hard for all of us human beings, and especially for ourselves. Oh, yes. Yeah. So it involves, you know, breaking down uh, the barriers within ourselves, you know, that we are conditioned with, um, you know, when you're born in a certain kind of society where they have all these rules, you know, around how um, relationships need to happen. And, you know, um, some of that, a lot of that is not what source or God or divine 
tells us to do. It's what it's the rules we've created here. And a lot of those rules involve suppression of women. Yes. Yes, it, and, it does. Right. So a lot of those rules involve um, not allowing love to blossom, you know, pure divine love to blossom. So um, it is my belief, it is my understanding that in order to progress as a society, as a culture, as humanity, uh, we need to break down a lot of those barriers to love. And that's what twin souls are here to do. Absolutely amazing. Um, when, earlier when you were talking about uh, past life regression and the woman from India with the throat condition and being hung, mm -hmm. I noticed that she was in India before. Do we stay in the same regional area? and uh, multiple lifetimes, do you think? Well, he, in her case, she did, but that's not always true. Um, I know of cases where people um, are born, um, say, you know, in South America, but they see a really horrific past life in um, Europe. And um, in one of those cases, um, the person's accent changed when they were being regressed. So it was really interesting that they grew up in uh, South America and then here in North America. And they had never been to this part of Europe, but their accent changed uh, during a regression. So uh, it's not it's not like a done thing that, you know, if if you um, were born in a certain culture in this lifetime, that you would go back to a past life in that culture. That's not a done thing. Right. Um because, you know, as a soul, you want to uh, actually experience different cultures. You want to experience a lot of different contrasting situations. That's how you grow as a soul, uh, through contrast. And um, as, so you would choose different parts of the world to grow. But, for example, it's possible that in her case she may still be deeply connected soul level to that particular region. And because her trauma came from there, one of her deepest traumas came from that region, that she was born again in that region. And um, it was to work that trauma out. I find that extremely amazing. Um, and, and, you know, India, uh, from I've never been there personally, but it looks like it must be one of the hardest places in the planet to grow up. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of people there, and 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 I have like um, one of my thing is I don't like to be around a whole lot of people at the same time, so I would be like freaking out, you know, being in that situation. 
Well, if you were born there, that would be normal for you. So you wouldn't notice. I wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it would be normal for you. And I have to tell you, it's a very, very special uh, land. And I say that not only because it's my motherland, but also because um, so much information, so much of what we know about reincarnation uh, came from India and and was brought into this world um the the um you know religions or belief systems that we call hinduism buddhism they are based in reincarnation and they have already um you know done a great deal of research into these areas and this information is present in our ancient texts you know it's completely accepted there. Mm -hmm. So there's a kind of freedom that you have when you when you look at the stuff, you know, versus I think in Western countries where you still have to kind of work hard at convincing people uh, on, you know, things like reincarnation. Oh, um, yeah. So, so I feel like a lot of what we know uh, in this part of the world um uh, we know because of the foundation that was uh set by um hindu philosophy and buddhist philosophy um uh, you know and their belief systems in reincarnation well i'm i tell you i'm just amazed by i'm just going to tell you a little short story here when um, I first moved to Florida and I moved over on the um, East Coast, I went to a small town called uh, Hope Sound. Um, that's H-O-B-S-O-U-N-D, Hope Sound. And the mm -hmm. first person I met there, uh, she was from India, but by way of the Bahamas. They had lived in the Bahamas and then they had uh, gotten a place there in Hope Sound and I rented from them. And... I was a devout Baptist at the time that I met this very special human being in my life. And she taught me so many amazing things that started me on my path to learning about all this stuff, you know, and realizing the things that have happened in my past as a child and what I've experienced was all part of the process that I didn't really comprehend until I met this very beautiful special lady that allowed me to come into her house and, and be a part of their family. And, and that's, you know, you're right. Uh, being brought up Baptist, I, you know, I'm from uh, the South and you you didn't talk about that there's no reincarnation when you die you go to heaven if you're lucky or if you pissed off somebody you're going to hell right and and it was a lot of guilt based on my religion that i learned right and and so this lady taught me that you know mm -hmm. we're here to love each other and and to help support each other and and then she talked about when you pass over if you're um uh, I guess her, I guess she was Hindu. Uh, when you pass over, there's different levels of the mansion or something on the other side. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. I mean, and so now we, yes. Yes. And, and, you know, it's incredible that uh, uh, now when you listen to um, 
or, or you read about the research that's been done by those who have experienced, you know, near death um, or, you know, who've actually done um, deeper work into this. Um, we know that there there's different energetic dimensions. You know, we talk a lot about uh, moving into the fifth dimension nowadays, you know, and mm -hmm. there's uh, there's people in new age talking about different dimensions. But the thing is, we've always known um, in Hinduism that there are different dimensions. We've, we've always known about, um, because that whole belief system over there is not based in humanity being sinners, but then being human uh, means having the opportunity to actually do good you know, for the world, mm -hmm. it's, it's a totally different mindset. I don't know. Am I making sense here? No, um, you are. You, you know, are. Like, I totally get uh, it. Right? Because it's not like we are born sinners or whatever. You're not. You're born with a clean slate. And so you have this opportunity each lifetime to create a beautiful life where you can you can become this being who um, who spreads the message of love or you can become an evil person. It's, it's your choice. And whatever choices you make, you then kind of work your karma out in your next lifetime and your guides will let you know, your <laughs> council of elders will let you know, hey, you messed up over there. <laughs> right. Well, it kind of reminds me of the book that Donald uh, Donald Walsh wrote, Donald Neil Walsh, I call it The Little Soul mm -hmm. in the Sun. And I think mm -hmm. it does take some people agreeing to be very dark over on the, you know, on the earth planet for us to experience mm -hmm. our light and see that to bring mm -hmm. the light into the darkness. And, and so I think we all take turns you know, helping each other out to experience our own little light. Because if we were always in the light, we wouldn't know how great we were because we'd all be the same, right? Yes, that's true. That's true. You know, and and like I said earlier, that we gain spiritual advancement through experiencing contrast. So, you know, Contrast means opposing values. So, you know, you experience one lifetime where where you are like this wonderful person, you know, everything is good. And then you experience a lifetime where, you know, you're like murdering somebody and, and <laughs> you know, so you, you get to see all sides of it. So somebody I worked with, um, you know, they found a lifetime when they were a slave and, you know, they're a white person in this life, but they went back to a lifetime where they were a slave who had been brought from Africa and they were chained. And that person experienced the pain of what, what it was like to be a slave. So, you know, you are um, given these choices to experience a contrast so you can begin to understand the different um, aspects and you can look at things from different perspectives. And as you're 
uh, it's like adding more facets to your diamond, you know? So the more facets you add, the deeper understanding you have of yourself as a soul and of how this universe works. And that's how you grow. Yeah, I, 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 I really love the opportunity. Um, I don't know if you ever studied numerology, um, but uh, numerology, uh, the Jesus Christ and Buddha and Krishna, they were all 33 vibrations and they never come back on the planet, right? Um, and so when we make it past 33 vibration, um, uh, you know, like I'm a 4711 this lifetime, but th that's past the 33. Um, and so I, I keep choosing to come back because I like playing on this playground. I, I know some people refer to it as a school. I call it my playpen to see what I want to get into and mess around with this lifetime. Yeah, I mean, there are different ways of understanding how the soul works. And I think numerology and astrology are some of those ways of, of the map that we brought, you know, with us. Mm -hmm. um, they, they show us um, uh, our truth in different ways. Um, and it just makes things more fun, actually, right? I mean, you do a little bit of numerology here. You do a little astrology here. You kind of make <laughs> this game a little more fun, uh, this game of getting to know who you truly are as a soul, right? Um, oh, yes. So. It, it, you know, I when I first jumped into all of this stuff, I thought like going to a psychic was the biggest thing. And because that was a no, no back in my, you know, back in the day. And, I, you know, and I thought, oh, I need to know about my future. But you know what? You really don't need to know about your future. You really need to know how to heal your heart and your soul. I, I think that's the most important thing than worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, because uh, what if tomorrow is a clean slate that you can write on? Right? right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm totally with you there. Like I used to, you know, I used to think, oh, I need to find out what my future is. And uh, well, you know, it's exciting and then it happens and then you're like bored after that. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing this type of work, what you're doing, there's never get boring. Oh my goodness, every single regression I've done has been so different. There are certain regressions where, you know, ascended masters have shown up and given messages to me and to the client. Um, there are some regressions where, I mean, each one is incredible, actually. Um, I, I do offer what is called future life progressions, and which are not foretelling or predicting the future, but it is getting a sense of what your future might look like depending on the choices you're making in this lifetime. So it's it's a really exciting thing to do. Uh, and it's an exciting area for people to go into. And Dr. Wise did teach us that as well. Um, but in no way does it predict your future. It just kind of gives you a sense of what it might look like. 
And I'm, I, I'm telling you, you do not want to see what your future looks like. No. Frankly, why not just let it be a nice, wonderful surprise? I mean, live your present fully, uh, be joyful in your present, do good, and and put your faith in your guides and the universe and source and leave that that whole, you know, slate white open yeah i'm something beautiful yes yes. yeah so uh one of our listeners says i wish i was able to get this done well you can because she can do it uh via the internet and with uh, skype or zoom or whatever or facebook Mm -hmm. messenger um one of our listeners asked uh so where do you go to get your own past life regression where do you do it but you went to dr weiss right and you don't do it anymore yes Yes, I I studied with Dr. Wise. I trained with him, and then I trained with Dr. Linda Backman. And Dr. Linda Backman um, uh, taught me the next level, which Dr. Wise does not offer, by the way. Um, I don't think he even does them himself, uh, which is the between life soul regression. Um, and if if I if I need to do them, I ask of hypnotherapist friend we always might do an exchange or you know whatever works out between us we might do it for each other um it's always wonderful to work with other hypnotherapists as you know fellow hypnotherapists because each one is so unique in how we do and the information we get uh from a session and i think it's because of the, the specific um, vibration that we work from and the kind of soul we each one is, uh, we are all so different as a soul mm-hmm. uh, doing this work. And so, for example, you know, a lot of people um, might wonder what was the need to go to between life soul regression? Why train in that? It's because when I started to do past life regressions after training with Dr. Wise, the people who were coming to me were sometimes not going into past lives. They were going somewhere else and they were going to different realms. And I needed to know how to navigate them once they went to these other star systems or, you know, dimensions. And that's when I started looking for more information and found Dr. Newton's work and then went to Dr. Backman and trained in between lives. Um, So it's literally like, you know, you get guidance like that. And, And in my case, the guidance came from those who came to me to work with me. Uh, They nudged me to the next level of my training. That is so what do your parents think about this? <laughs> I think that's a great question. <laughs> so my parents, uh, you know, they they are they grew up in very modern India where, you know, people don't usually do this stuff. Some some people don't even believe in this stuff anymore, even though 
I have to say, I grew up, you know, and most of us grow up, if you're growing in a Hindu family, reincarnation is totally accepted. It's mm-hmm. like there. But people don't want to go there because it's a little scary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in my family, we had our own stories that, you know, my my uncle is supposed to be, you know, um, uh, uh, my you know, a reincarnation of somebody who was born earlier in my family. And my great grandmother always mentioned that. So, you know, all these stories are part of what you grew up with over there. Um, but still, you know, they they were initially skeptical. Um, I have to say, though, that my father uh, has been an incredible supporter of my work. He totally got it. Because um, he acknowledges, you know, some of the out-of-body experiences he has had. Um, He has always been super interested in learning about the occult and, you know, about the soul. Even though he's a very practical person who runs, you know, a few businesses and he has to be a very sort of like a three-dimensional person, but he isn't. And he's uh, allowed me to share this um, in a way um, that I feel supported by my parents. Um, but yeah, initially they were a little surprised and they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> we, we thought you were going to be in academia. What happened here? Um, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> got redirected (laughs) (laughs) that is so funny you know i was listening to a scientist today that uh channels archangels and she she went into the scientific field and then did a 360 and the she was guided to to write a book about archangels and and uh channel them so it's amazing Mm -hmm. you go one step so what were you to be before you switched into this gear oh my god yeah so i have a doctorate in art education and i would have been an academic i was trained to be an academic uh, with an arts background, um, you know, training teachers to to become art teachers at wow. public schools. That would have been my job. Um, but I happened to move to Silicon Valley, and this isn't a very super friendly place for uh, arts professionals. And I really struggled here to find a job that fit, you know, me. And um, so um, there were two things going on in parallel for me. One was um, my academic work and the other was overcoming this crazy fear of death, which I had for which I was studying uh, past life regression. So at one point um, when I got tired of looking for jobs, I um, started to volunteer. And um, when I started to volunteer, I, at one of my volunteering gigs is where I had my awakening. And in that awakening, as a part of that awakening, I got messages from archangels. Now I'm a Hindu, 
<laughs> I did not grow up knowing the archangels. So I had studied archangels just a teeny tiny bit as part of, you know, Western iconography, you know, Italian art or, you know, uh -huh. um, but really, I didn't know their characteristics. I didn't really, it was just like, okay, looking at, you know, this is Gabriel and here's Gabriel, you know, announcing to uh, Virgin Mary about, you know, the coming of Christ and all that. I mean, yeah, but there was no way for me to connect with Gabriel. But hey, here I am getting visions of Gabe talking to me and telling me the purpose of my life is to help people who are grieving, um, who are deeply entrenched in grief. And I'm thinking, wow, am I supposed to do art therapy? Is that what I'm supposed to do? And, and the archangels said, no, you have to figure that part out on your own. And so it was kind of a bumpy ride for me mm -hmm. that way. But then um, there was also a light bulb moment when it was like, oh my God, I've been studying regression therapy to overcome my fear of death. And now I don't have a fear of death, but maybe that's the path I need to take. And the moment I, I came to that realization, everything fell into alignment, you know, getting into Dr. Brian Weiss's course, getting his training. Um, I can't even look back and imagine doing anything else. You know, um, with Dr. Weiss coming in my visions just before I, I started my training with him, how does that stuff even happen if you aren't <laughs> meant to do it? Right. <laughs> I mean, why would the archangels come and sh like talk to you about this is what you're meant to do, right? Um, so it has been just incredible how I've been guided um, to, to the path that I'm on now. I think it's amazing. And thank you for sharing that with us because so many people need to stop and listen to the messages that are coming through. If you're getting resistant in something that you're doing, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And when you're in alignment with something, things move really smoothly. They just start falling into place like pieces of a puzzle. Um, and I've seen that happen uh, in my life. Um, I think it's super important to listen to that voice coming from deep within that's telling you uh, where to go um, or to stop and, and just listen and pay attention um, and learning about your own soul's vibration and knowing that if something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't because it's not vibrating right with your soul's resonance. Um, and, and the more we learn to move with our soul's resonance, um, the easier it gets for us to fall into alignment with our path, the path we are meant to be on. Yeah, I agree. So you're, you're married 
too, right? Yes. And and, and what does your husband think about this? <laughs> yes, my my husband, um, you know, he um he had a very difficult time with it, I have to confess. Um and and there's still parts of this which he doesn't get, but I am really appreciative that when I am doing my work, there is no interference and I'm able to do it uh, without having to deal with, you know, family stuff going on. So he takes care of that when I am doing this work. And so I'm really appreciative of that, even if he doesn't understand what exactly I do. And he um, he does not really agree uh, with what I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go. Some more female suppression work going on there. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's taught me to... Um, as a, as a soul, because one of the biggest things that I've learned from my journey as a regression therapist is to see everyone like a soul. So when somebody says, hey, we don't get what you're doing, I see it uh, that soul challenging my soul to to live my truth, you know, yes. and teach me to be stronger as a soul. So I always say thank you to them. Thank you for reminding me that... I need to keep doing this. <laughs> oh, I've got so many more questions, but I wanted to do a, a meditation where we have about 10 minutes left. And I really mm -hmm. wanted to do a meditation for the listeners because I know you do that too as well. Um, so would you mind guiding us through a meditation? And then I'll have you on a show sometime this summer. And we'll revisit and I'll get to ask some more amazing questions. Absolutely. I'll be happy to be back and answer more questions. Um, now for meditation, which, um, gosh, meditation has really seen me through these um, years when we have all lived through COVID. And, um, and I highly recommend meditation as a practice to help us keep centered um, it has helped me with my anxiety. Um, I, I have a family history, you know, my mom's side of panic attacks and stuff like that. Um, and it's totally helped me, um, stay centered during difficult times. So it comes highly recommended. Um, so if everyone can find a quiet space, a comfortable space to sit down. This is totally extempore. I haven't prepared any meditation. <laughs> I'm just going to help you um, center in a short time. So just close your eyes. Um, is it okay for me to just stop my camera? Yes, go ahead. Because that, that helps me with, you know, I like to close my eyes and kind of not be distracted. So just sit down comfortably, easily. It's a good idea to have your feet 
firmly on the ground. Or if you're sitting Indian style, that's fine too. But try to keep your spine erect, your back straight. And keep your hands on your lap, looking up the sky, open to the sky to receive. And I always ask everybody to keep their hands open like that to receive the blessings that come from source when we are meditating. And now, as you are seated comfortably, easily, I want you to Take a deep breath in through your nose and hold it just for a moment. You can fill up your stomach with air as you take a deep breath in. Hold and release through your mouth. Try to make the release a tad bit longer than the inhale. So let's do it one more time. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold. And let go through your mouth. And one more time, take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold. And release. And now just bring your attention to your breath. Easy, comfortable breath, just normal breath. Breathing in and breathing out. And breathing in more relaxation. And breathing out any anxiety, any restlessness in the body. Just simple breathing in, breathing out. And now bring your attention to your right foot and feel it relaxing and feel the relaxation flow up your leg, your right leg, your right knee, your thigh and your hips. 
feel relaxation flow into your left foot. Feel the left leg relax, your knee and your left thigh. And feel this warm relaxation flow up your hips, your genitals, your stomach, your abdomen. Feel all the organs in those areas relax. And feel this relaxation flow up your lower back, all along your spine, up to your upper back. Feel any tension in those parts, leave your body. And now feel this wonderful relaxation flow into your shoulders. And if there is any weight that you are carrying in this moment, the weight of work, the weight of re relationships, whatever that weight may be, just let it go. And with every breath, feel the relaxation fill in your chest, your lungs, and feel your heart completely relax. And feel this beautiful relaxation flow up your neck, relaxing all the muscles there. There's so much tension we accumulate, looking down on our devices, staring at the computer screen. just keeping your eyes closed feel this warm relaxation flow up your throat releasing any emotions or words or feelings stuck in your throat relaxing all the muscles there And now feel this wonderful relaxation flow up your scalp, your head. Feel every hair follicle in your scalp. Relax completely. Feel all the tension leave your body. And feel this relaxation flow into your forehead, 
relaxing your forehead, your temples. Relaxing all the muscles around your eyebrows and your eyes. Feel this wonderful warm relaxation flow into your cheekbones. Flow along the bridge of your nose. And feel this relaxation. Loosen up your jaw. Relaxing it. Releasing any tension. Feel the muscles of your mouth completely relax. Feel this beautiful relaxation flow into your ears, clearing out your ears, and move along your ear lobes, behind your ears, Feel your whole body relax completely. Feel all the organs in your body relax and release any tension. And stay with this relaxation this comfort, this peace. And one more time, take a deep breath in and let go. And when you feel ready, you may open your eyes. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> I love it. Do you have any meditations on YouTube or were that what, what did you guys do during the pandemic? Yes. So during the pandemic, um, I uh, was guided to lead meditations. I was told by my guides that a lot of people were going to experience anxiety. And so I started to guide meditations. And there came a beautiful opportunity to do meditations through a wonderful arts organization called Chopsticks Alley. Uh, with Chopsticks Alley, I created, um, with their help, we together created a program called um, Midday Medi Veggie, where every Wednesday from 12 to 1 for an hour, uh, we would talk about wellness and I would lead a meditation, a live meditation. So we did that for about 40 weeks. 
and we finally ended um, May of last year. Um, and it was just incredible. So I do have a YouTube channel. Again, all you have to do is look up for Kinder Way Healing. And on my YouTube channel, there are several meditations all available for free. Um, so feel free to pick up any meditation that you feel uh, attracted to. And they're all short meditations from about, you know, 14, 15 minutes to 20 minutes max. Um, there's full moon meditation. There's all kinds of meditations there. Meditation for grief, uh, meditation to receive messages from a loved one. Um, just go pick whatever pulls you uh, and, and just do it. Um, so, and I, I, I keep adding to my YouTube channel, so there will be more meditations I will be adding. Too. I love it. I love it. So how far booked are you out right now in 2022 for a session? So my January is booked and I'm available rest of the year right now. I decided to take it a little bit slow. Mm -hmm. Once again, guidance from my team. Um, and because I will be creating workshops, I will be working on workshops. I um, will have more presentations like the Reincarnation Symposium also happening this year. Um, I am going to be working on a book as well. Um, so just to be able to pay attention to those projects, um, I'm not uh, booking myself extensively, but I'm definitely available uh, most of the year right now to work with people. Beautiful. And again, that's Kinder Way Healing is the website, correct? Yes. And is there any message that you want to share with our listeners before we end the show tonight? And you were absolutely fabulous, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, it has been my absolute pleasure to be here and to share um, some bits and pieces of my life's journey. I just want the viewers to know that it's really important to spend some time, especially during the, the kind of times that we are living through, to spend a little bit of time every day with yourself in quietude. Because when you are quiet and at peace within, that's the time your guides can reach you and let you know what your next steps should be. So in order to receive messages clearly um, regarding what your life's journey um, is about and what direction to take, um, if you are interested in, in connecting with your guides, and receiving those messages so you have greater clarity uh, around your life's purpose and your soul's purpose. Uh, it's really important to go into a space of quietude and isolation on a regular basis. Um, the second thing I would want to say is these times are great times 
to go within and ask questions like, what am I really doing here? What is the reason for me to be living at this time on earth when we are all experiencing these kind of situations like COVID? Is there a greater purpose? And if so, what is it? Ask those questions. Uh, find out what you're doing here and, and use every moment of your life in either a creative pursuit or bringing greater joy for yourself and others. There's no point in um, getting into squabbles and, uh, and, and, you know, small-mindedness. We are all being asked to move into a, a bigger mind, the larger consciousness. Um, and these, I feel like COVID is the opportunity that we've been given to get there. So, so do uh, that introspection, do um, that inner work, spend time with yourself and pour love into your soul, pour love into yourself. And then you'll find that you'll have more love to give others. Um, so those would be my messages. <laughs> and they are absolutely beautiful messages. Carol, Carol Louie said, love your meditation and the work you do. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carol. Uh, oh, I love Carol. <laughs> I, I do too. I'm, I'm very blessed to know her. So, all right. Well, that was an amazing show. We're going to end it now. Thank you so much, Dr. Smino, for your time and your beautiful energy. And I just feel so uplifted right now. Like I can run a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it was my my pleasure to be here and and your energy is so beautiful as well. Thank you for the work that you are doing. Um, this is really important work. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We we love we can't wait to have you back in the you know in the near future and we definitely want to get you back on before that symposium that you're going to be on. So we can talk well, about Well, I sure that. hope. I I am. I hope Carol <laughs> <laughs> Carol. <laughs> yes, we'll have, have to get to Carol on there too. Myself, I've just kind of. <laughs> are Are you doing the symposium that's coming up with her in January, or they got some kind of thing going on in January? Well, that's the holistic fair. No, I'm not on that holistic fair because I think they do have some in-person folks um, and practitioners there. So, mm -hmm. um, and that's happening, you know, um, at the site in Virginia, uh, but I'm not participating in that one. Gotcha. I gotcha. All right, folks. Want to thank you guys so much for joining us and being a part of this beautiful energy that here tonight. We will see you next Saturday night when we're going to um, have uh, um, 
Miss Love on the show. And I, I can't even think of her first name right now. It's eluding me because my energy is so high. Like I said, I want to run a marathon right now because I got so much of it going on. But we're going to have her on the show. And I look forward to seeing you guys next week. And again, Dr. Smith, thank you for being part of this beautiful energy tonight. Thank you. All right. Everyone have a good night.